Welcome to Quick Hits, powered by BNZ. I'm Frances Cook, Investments Editor for Business Desk, and in these episodes, we're here to empower businesses to thrive. Let's find a way. This podcast contains general information only, not professional advice. BNZ and NZME are not liable for any losses resulting from this podcast. Once upon a time, doing well in business meant competing with someone down the road, or if you did really well, others throughout New Zealand. Now, whatever your size, you're often having to compete globally from day one. So growing your business has challenges from day one. Now, luckily, we have a seasoned competitor to help us figure it all out. I'm joined now by Debbie Humphreys from Disrupt. Thanks so much for joining us, Debbie. Awesome. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to have you on. Hey, when you're trying to grow your business, I feel like strategy is actually really key and yet a bit misunderstood, right? How do you set up a strategy that works for you and your business? Yeah, look, I think strategy as a word is um, particularly for um, privately held businesses. It's just this thing they don't really understand. Um, and, you know, I started my first company 30 years ago, so you could kind of get away with not having strategy because you just had to do something good and do it well, and you'd pretty much build a business. But these days, um, strategy is becoming so much more important because of that fierceness of competition, global um, players operating in our local markets. So you just can't get away with just doing good stuff and the business still growing. Um, so strategy for me is all about understanding the external world that you're operating in. It's nothing to do with how to run your team or how to be a better leader, all of those kind of wonderful internal improvement activities. Strategy is all about thinking about the landscape that you're operating in and then figuring out how you're going to dance with that landscape, how you're going to navigate your way through so that you can find a unique place for you to play and so you can build your business because you're not trying to go head on with everybody else. And so understanding that landscape is the key to really being purposeful about how you're going to grow your business. And that's what strategy is all about. That makes so much sense to me. I mean, when you're looking at that and you're trying to figure out, okay, here's the landscape, here's how it works for me, what what do you use to figure that out? What sort of factors feed into it? Yeah, look, it sounds like a lot of weasel words, but actually it's pretty simplistic. You know, businesses are... I'm a blonde, I like to call it the you know strategy by the blonde sort of thing because um, I can laugh at myself. Um, but, you know, strategy is really quite a simple thing. You're trying to understand who are the consumers, why are they buying what they're buying, and how is that buying behavior changing? So you're, you're really trying to understand how consumption is changing. And nothing stands still. You know, nothing stands still, how people perceive different um, buying categories. The second half is how are all these companies and industries trying to solve those problems? So how are they trying to serve those customers? And so the key to finding a, a unique space that you can call your own in the market is finding an opportunity that has both a unique problem to solve and, and you're the unique player solving it. So trying to find a way. Now, there doesn't have to be really like huge amounts of technology or R&D. It could be as simple as knowing, hey, I'm a hairdresser and I'm the only hairdresser within the 10K radius. So our customers would be served from proximity of just being close to us, you know. And so it doesn't have to always be really fancy points of difference. 
Um, but you have to be really clear about who those customers are that are unserved and how you're uniquely going to solve those problems. Does that make sense? That does make a lot of sense. I feel like when it's your business, sometimes it can be hard to step back and figure out those unique points that are right for you. That's, you know, we, it's often we can look at things from the outside and it can seem so obvious. Yeah. And yet when you're in it and you're in the weeds, you're, you're so busy trying to do all this day-to-day stuff and you're like, but I can do this and I can do that and I can, <laughs> yeah. you know. So okay. how do you figure out what yours are? How do you take that step back? Yeah, look, the, um, the devil to business ownership is subjectivity. You know, like when you're completely subjective to something, um, you can't necessarily be objective and, and lift yourself, what we call lift yourself up into the helicopter uh, and kind of look down and, and see the landscape that you're operating in. Um, so the, the key to, to strategy is getting facts and data. And so literally I'm a, a strategist and I spend my days analyzing markets and collecting facts and data. And, and I've been doing this for 20 years um, and still I collect data. I don't assume that I know what's happening in a market. And so the thing with the facts and data is it's irrefutable. And when you're really clear about the size of that market or the level of competition or who are the key players and what are the innovations they're bringing to market, when you have facts, it becomes less about you and your business and more about the facts of what's happening in the market. And every single time that we do a growth strategy, those facts brought up a new opportunity that you wouldn't have seen before. Uh, so, you know, they don't have to do it with us, you know, but it's just about getting online and researching your competitors, researching trends for your customers. The more you can bring in facts versus your opinion and build up your knowledge set about the wider market you're operating in, the more you're going to be objective. And that's the key. Um, I do have to have some tough conversations with people sometimes. Um, no, your baby is ugly. Uh, no, that is not going to work. Um, here, let me show you the facts. Why? But then it's about saying, okay, if that's not going to work, how do we redeploy that business into a space that it could work? And sometimes people put off those tough decisions way too long. They, they, they see the writing on the wall, but they choose to ignore it. Um, they see their market getting harder, um, but they don't choose to act and sometimes leave it too late. So that's the key to getting data is knowing when to act. And I think it's such a good point to keep an eye on what your competitors are doing. It doesn't mean you have to copy them. And in fact, actually, if you're trying to be unique, you probably don't want to copy them. (laughs) But, you know, keep an eye on what's happening in the space. Know what other people are up to. Be keeping an eye on what seems to be working and what doesn't. You know, you can learn from what other people are doing. All of this is often very public. Um, There's so much to learn there. Once you've got those factors, how do you feed that into then an eye for growth? Yeah, look, the key for us, whenever we're analysing markets, we're only really trying to understand one thing. We're trying to understand how the market is evolving, so how it's moving. So, you know, is it a young market that's small with lots of little players or is it a big market full of lots of big global players? And how how is that moving? How is that moving forward? And by seeing the patterns of movement and starting to see, well, hey, in five years' time, those little companies are all going to merge or in five years time, those companies are going to raise capital. You can start to see, well, what's the game? You know, what's the game that's being played? And we meet, you know, for example, 
um, wonderfully enthusiastic software entrepreneurs here in New Zealand. We've got some awesome ones, but they're not reading the tea leaves. They're not seeing the game. And so they're busy building amazing tech. But in the meantime, their competitor who lives in Israel has raised $300 million, you know? Um, so it's really looking at how the market is changing, how everyone else is playing the game, and then just figuring out how you want to play the game. And again, this is not just for big tech companies. It can be for really simple companies and have been around for a long time, a mechanic or a hairdresser or whatever. Again, just seeing how the worlds are changing. Um, nothing stands still, unfortunately, Francis. So that's uh, good for me. I love looking for those patterns. Uh, but hard for a business owner. You know, it's so much harder now to succeed in this market than it ever was when I first started 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. There's so much competition out there and so much changing all the time. I feel like the only constant is change. I mean, yeah. we're, we're almost out of time, but I'd really like to run this one by you as well. I mean, to be honest, it does also often take money to grow, right? And that can be something that small businesses often find hard. It's hard to get access to the cash you might be needing. So how do you know when it's time to seek out investment or business loans and and what the right sort of option might be for your business? Yeah, look, um, capital is a bit of a scary word for a lot of business owners. You know, it's like, oh, what's this capital industry all about? But um, it's actually not as complicated as it sounds. Look, the reality is capital races towards opportunity. Um, and I like to look at it like, you know, people buy houses, right? Some people buy the worst house in the best street and do it up. Some people buy the fanciest, biggest house they can find. You know, some people don't invest heavily in their accommodation. You know, investors are the same. They are all trying to find the right kind of investment for them. And so it tends to fit into the category of risk and return. So if it's something that's really risky, but bold, like Rocket Lab or something like that, then it's going to attract, attract a certain type of investor. It's going to attract what's called a venture capital investor. And so you have to have really good, amazing science or something really technically difficult to attract that kind of capital. But most small to medium businesses don't fit into that category. But there are still options for them to access capital. And that's more likely to be private placement capital. So individually wealthy people who have made money, often through business ownership, they get it and they want to put money back into other businesses. Or private equity firms, which are a bunch of investors who specialize investing in more stable kind of businesses. So what I do know to be true is analyzing industries all day, every day, is that the companies that attract more capital grow bigger and faster. I can show you thousands of analysis. It all ends up the same. The ones with the most money win, pretty much. So if you're in your category and you want to do something a bit bolder, the thing is, you can't do it on the smell of an oily rag. You can't just do it out of revenues. You have to get some extra capital coming in, whether that's friends, family, private placement, to really fuel up the engine so it will go faster. Right? It's just common sense. You're going to go faster. You need more money to go there. Otherwise, you go too slow and you miss the opportunity. Now, the reason that we partner with BNZ Bank is because out of all the banks, they're the one that's really actively chasing helping businesses grow. Um, they develop unique finance products to help them. They've got partner centers. They've got a scholarship program. They're actively trying to help businesses to understand the different sources of finance and to connect them into it. Um, so my strong advice is the first person to talk to about capital is your banker. 
You know, they, they know this industry way more than you do, and they are okay that you don't understand it. They are there to help you uh, get to grips with it. But I can tell you it's not easy getting capital into your business, but once you do, that is the firecracker. That's the fuel that kind of lights a fire and away it goes kind of thing. And it's fun to watch once it happens. Now I look at our, all our ex-clients, a whole bunch of them have all just gone become $100 million companies, but they would never have got there without the fuel. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. I can't imagine what it's like being part of that journey and watching someone just take off and succeed. How fantastic. Lots of food for thought. Thank you so much. That's Debbie Humphreys from Disrupt. Don't forget to subscribe to Cooking the Books so that you never miss a trick with your money. Until next time, have a great day.